I want to encourage us to think together about the blessings that God has brought our way as a church and to look around and see some of the challenges that we need to address together and then look forward to see where God is leading us in the coming year and beyond. So for lack of a better phrase, we've called it the state of the church. I want us to begin in 2 Thessalonians, if you have your copy of Scripture with you, or if you like to follow in the Bible app, I've put it in there as well. I want to just begin in chapter 1. I want to show you kind of what is the introduction to the letter, Paul's address to the church, because in his address, I think we, we find a lot about who we are. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, let's pick it up at verse 2. And verse 1 is just, he's saying, this is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Verse 2, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that one verse, he defines the church. He speaks to the people at Thessalonica but notice the, the words that he uses. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. It is a statement of faith that he is our God. It is also a statement of the nature of the church. He is our Father. Knowing that when each of us came to know Christ, we were reunited with God the Father. We were adopted into his family. So he is our Father together. It's a statement of what the church really is. It is a family of God that has been brought together through the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 3, Paul says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. I wanted to show you that verse in particular because I think that summarizes what a healthy church looks like. First Baptist Church of West is not perfect. There is no church that's perfect. Those who are always angry and looking for the perfect church are going to stay that way until they go home to be with the Lord because there is no perfect church. That being said, our church is growing in faith and growing in love. The idea is not that we have already achieved all that we want to achieve in faith, nor that we have achieved all that we want to achieve in love, but we are growing in those directions. Verse 3, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, and I do always give thanks to God for our church family that's right, he says, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love every one of you uh, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. There is progress being made. We are growing in faith and we are learning to love one another. I'm so glad to be a part of a church family where that is true. Therefore, in verse 4, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith. 
I, without hesitation, take every opportunity I have to brag on you. I, I meet with pastors once a week in a Zoom meeting, once a month in a, in a personal gathering, uh, another, another different meeting once a month, and then our local ministry alliance once a month. Every chance I get, I brag on our congregation, our church family, because like Paul was so proud of the church at Thessalonica, I am so proud to be a part of First Baptist Church of West. He said to them, and I say to you, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in all the afflictions that you are enduring. We are not perfect. We haven't gotten where we, where we want to be in our complete faith. We haven't gotten where we want to be in total love, but we are increasing in faith. We are increasing in love for one another. And we have been through great persecution. We've been through great affliction. And we continue to be faithful to God. For those things, I am proud of FBC West. With that as kind of our starting place, jumping off point, let me share with you as quickly as I can where I understand our church to be and where we're headed together. We begin with a review of last year, 2022. In 2022, God enabled us to accomplish some, some great things, really, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, everything changed. We had, to, we had to make some major adjustments, and we have, we have been able now to kind of recover from that, rebuild from that, uh, we're putting things back together, and we saw a lot of that happen in 2022, and we're grateful for all of that. During this past year, we were able to hold three different membership classes. All three of those membership classes were well attended. We had good discussion, and we had people join the church as a result of those classes and those discussions. For the first time in our church history, we were able to conduct a commissioning service in which one of our own grew up here, one of our kids grew up to be a God-called missionary to Africa, and we got to be a part of that commissioning, sending that missionary to the field with our blessing. And that was a, that was a tremendous joy, an historic event for our church family. We restarted the over 60 lunches the men's breakfast, and the ladies' Bible study. We got to bring back the, our full-blown vacation Bible school. We moved it to the evenings this year, which is something we'd been talking about for many years. We finally went ahead and said, since everything is changing anyway, this is the time to change, so let's try it. And even though it was in the evenings instead of the mornings, we had great attendance all week had great spirit, great attitude. Everything went so smoothly. Uh, we were blessed to be able to have Vacation Bible School back really the way we know it can be done and should be done. It was hard the first year of the pandemic where we basically gave you all the materials you needed to do your own Vacation Bible School at home. That's, that's a helpful way to teach kids, but it's not really the way VBS is intended to work. The, the next year, we kind of did a hybrid 
we gave you what you needed to do at home and we had some online stuff and then we had family night or family day a gathering that, that summed it all up at the end of the week and it was good but it wasn't what we're used to and what we know VBS can be this year we got to experience what VBS can be again and that was a huge blessing we saw many kids participate and their families were blessed we made some important improvements in the building this past year the carpet is new and that needed to happen the floor up here is new. We, uh, we didn't make a, a, a big announcement about it really a couple of weeks ago, but just very recently we installed new speakers. These, mainly these three, there's some new equipment behind the scenes too, but these three speakers are new. And uh, you actually get a much better sound quality through the room and sound is distributed more evenly through the room. Not only are they better equipment, but they're placed in better spots. In, in uh, what we had, uh, the, the speakers were actually hitting those, those chandeliers, these two, where actually the sound was actually getting uh, blocked by those two chandeliers. So the, the engineers were wise in moving them in a little bit. They've angled them well. We, we're, we've made some real progress with that sound equipment, and I'm glad we did that. Our properties committee added uh, glass panes in front of the stained glass windows. You probably don't notice those unless you're looking for them, but in front of each stained glass window, there's a clear glass pane, and that adds to the insulation so that uh, since those are external windows, now the sun doesn't uh, bring the heat in right away and the cold doesn't come in right away. There's kind of a cushion there. That insulation makes a big difference, but it also helps us keep those things clean. That's just glass with kind of this concrete stuff in the middle. And man, dust would get in there and it's, it's so hard to clean those windows. So now we cleaned them up real good one time, put a glass panel in front. So not only do we get that insulation, but they'll also stay much cleaner for a lot longer. We got to remodel the youth room. Uh, I say remodel, I guess we just say redecorate, kind of move things around, painted different colors and made it look nice in there. Um, and and that, that's a really sharp uh, job that, that we're proud of how that turned out. Uh, our properties committee and some of the other folks in the church replaced the lawn out here on, along West Virginia Street, and that was in such poor health. That needed to happen. It looks a lot nicer out there. They kind of renovated and redecorated outside the sanctuary. So we made some real progress with building improvements in 22 and we're grateful for those as well we uh, made some changes in the office as we transitioned from a full-time office manager to a part-time ministry assistant and um, how that impacts you is the office hours have changed i i hope that you have caught on to that by now but in case there's any confusion the office hours uh, are part-time hours now 9 a.m to 1.30, Monday through Thursday. Now, I'm probably here outside those hours. I'm probably here in the afternoons, um, but uh, I can't promise you that. I come and go a lot and take care of a lot of different things. But someone is in the office uh, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 1.30. Rondi is doing a fantastic job filling in that position as part-time ministry assistant. We're grateful for her and all that she's doing there. 
This year, we were able to create some new life groups, which has been a big help. Uh, we kind of held a, a one-time event where everybody who wasn't in a life group was invited to come and eat dinner, and then we said, okay, now let's split this up. If you're this age, go here. You're that age, go there. Can y'all get along with them? Okay, let's get work there. And we got, we got new life groups started, and that has worked out really well. We established a missions committee that we have not had previously. That missions committee guides us in a number of ways, primarily connecting us to our international missionaries and looking for local missions opportunities and helping us be aware of those and uh, uh, finding ways to serve our community. Uh, they're doing a great job getting us started on that. With their leadership, our church was able to uh, pass a budget that lets us give 10% of our receipts to, or our budget, 10% of our budget to missions. In other words, we're tithing to missions emphases. And I'm really proud of that. I'm glad that we worked our way to that position. That's where we, we want to be. We were glad to see some of the ladies in our church start a Moms in Prayer uh, program where uh, moms get together once a week, once every other, once a week um, to pray for our kids in school and the teachers in school, pray for our schools, uh, pray for the community. They meet on a regular basis. I want to encourage you to find out more about that and be a part of that, um, but I'm really glad that they've got that started. We were able to reconnect with Bold Spring Missionary Baptist Church this year. Um, that became a little bit difficult during the pandemic, and uh, the pastor before the pandemic uh, worked outside of the community, and he wasn't here a whole lot, so it became very difficult, but we've been able to reestablish those relationships, and I'm, I'm think that's very important. want to continue those relationships. We welcomed new volunteers to our praise team uh, so that we've got folks who can kind of take turns and rotate in and out, and that's working well. Uh, we we uh, recruited some new volunteers and did a little bit of training on the, in the tech booth, so we've got some folks rotating in and there. We don't have enough, so if you have any interest in sound, audio, visual, uh, lights, uh, whatever, holler, all right? If you, if really, if you know how to click a mouse, we could use you. We'll, we'll find a spot for you back there. So uh, speak up, but things are going well there, and we appreciate our new volunteers. We were able to refine and update our church app, so hopefully you have that. It's called the Church Center app. You go to the, uh, uh, wherever you get your apps, uh, Google or Apple, find Church Center download it, it's going to say, hey, it looks like you're in West. Are you looking for FBC West? You say, yep. And from then on, you've got our church app. Um, we were able to partner with Helping Hands that uh, provide food for our school kids. Uh, we've, we've provided a spot for them to store all of that food, and we're partnering with them and working together, so that's good. 2022 was a big year for us. We got a lot accomplished. And because of that, and because of the years previous to that, we're experiencing some real blessings. Uh, I want to share with you a few of our current blessings. We are a healthy church. We, we continue to grow in the ways that we looked at in uh, 2 Thessalonians. We're, uh, we are a healthy church. Obviously have room for improvement at all times, but I'm very glad about where we are spiritually and where we're headed. 
we are a multi-generational church. I don't know that we take time to recognize that blessing. But when folks who are not used to our church come in, uh, they recognize that we've got little ones, we've got teenagers, uh, we've got young adults, we, we've got uh, adults who aren't necessarily part of the young adult group, and it's awesome. It's, it really is a blessing to have a multi-generational congregation. I think that speaks to our health, uh, and, and so I want us to make sure we recognize that as the blessing that it is. We have another unique blessing in that because of our size and our location, because we're close to Baylor and Truett, we often have the opportunity to be a training ground for young ministers who, have the, who are looking for opportunities to learn and grow in ministry and prepare for lifetime ministry, and we get to be a part of that. And, and I want us to recognize that, that that is a unique blessing, and we want to make the most of that, uh, providing opportunities for young ministers to learn and grow and have experiences. Our leadership team is a blessing in our church. Uh, every one of the members of our leadership team, our staff, highly motivated, gifted, and called to their various ministry positions. We enjoy our time together, we communicate well, we share a common vision for the church, and we are blessed to have the leadership team that we have right now. Speaking of that, I wanted to let you know that today is kind of a special day in our church in that the Oars have been our worship leaders for five years this weekend. This is like an anniversary for JT and Kendall. And we, uh, we greatly appreciate their ministry among us. Um, <clears throat> blessings continue. We look at our, our connections to missionaries. Uh, we continue to partner with Shannon and Christy Hopkins and 61 Isaiah and their staff in Honduras. We now have our own missionary in Africa and we're going to continue those uh, relationships. We're excited about that. Because we have those relationships with missionaries, our, our little rural church now literally has a way that we can touch the entire world, and that's exciting to me. Uh, that's, that's thrilling that we get to be a part of God's work in that way. Uh, something that we should have done a long time ago but never did it until we had to and that is that we've added live streaming to our worship experiences and every week we'll have 40 to maybe up to 50 um, devices tune in that's not necessarily people there may be a whole family around one apple tv or or there may be two people looking at an ipad but around 40 different devices tune in to worship with us every uh, on a regular Sunday morning and that's that's an important and meaningful outreach I'm very glad we've got that it takes a lot of work by the way to make that happen uh, but we appreciate those who do that work so that we can have it our life groups are going well we have a number of life groups now uh, most of our members have found their spot in their group if you've not yet found your spot please speak up let me help you find a life group because we want everybody to be in a life group. One of the reasons for that is our life groups right now are doing a fantastic job of taking care of one another. We have people who are hurting and going through difficult times and I get to kind of sit, sit back and watch this happen as 
our life groups just surround those who are hurting and take care of one another. And when they're not going through a time where they need to minister to one of their members, they're having fun together. And that, that's what it's all about. We had a life group that went bowling not long ago, and that's awesome. I, that's, what, that's what we're after. We wanna, we wanna connect and build relationships. And so I'm very excited, very happy about our life groups uh, and how they're working. Our Bible study on Sunday morning is uh, we, we've got almost every room in the church being used for a class, and most of those classes are, are, are full as far as the space they have available. We've got more room for growth, so there's plenty of room for you to come if you're not coming yet, but we're using almost every room available, and that's exciting. Things are going well. One of the real blessings that we've experienced in our church over the last few years is that we have avoided the worship wars. Now, you remember 15, 20 years ago, the worship wars, it was splitting churches. People were so mad at each other. Churches were, were getting torn apart and, and, and dying because people were arguing over what kind of music or what style or this or that. And 15 to 20 years ago when that was happening, we avoided those worship wars. There has been a resurgence of those concerns in the last couple of years, really. And even during that resurgence, we've seen it in other churches, but we've avoided that here. And I want you to know that I'm very grateful for that. I consider that a blessing. One of the ways we've done that is we've worked hard to keep a balance. So that, take this morning for example, this morning, we learned two new songs. I'm guessing they were new to all of us. They're beautiful songs, and we're going to continue to use them because they're powerful. After my presentation, after the State of the Church address, we're going to sing two very traditional songs that your grandparents sang. And that's the kind of blend that we like to do, the kind of balance. We like to be able to say to you, if if you just really cannot stand this style of music for whatever reason, just hang on, because we're going to get to your style next. And that has worked well for us, and I appreciate the spirit in which we're able to worship together. One of the other blessings that we experienced is that most churches noticed a dramatic drop in giving during and immediately after the pandemic. The pandemic hit most churches very hard financially. That did not happen in our church. You continued to be faithful. And I want you to know that I recognize that as a real blessing. And I'm grateful to be a part of this church family. You guys continue to support the work and continue to provide the needs of, of those around us through your giving. And I want you to know that that's appreciated greatly. While we've got some great blessings, we do have some challenges that we need to face together and we're going to work on together. We uh, just recently had to say goodbye to Wendy, so we are in the process. We're going to have to begin the process of finding a children's pastor. And that is not easy to do in a church our size. Where we're located, it it's can be a little bit difficult to find a part-time children's pastor who is called to that ministry and yet able and willing to take only a part-time position. That can be a challenge. And so we, we're, during this interim time, we're going to really be needing to pray about who God would call to fill that spot. 
Our bylaws are out of date and need to be changed, uh, need to be updated. We need to work on that as soon as we can. One of the real concerns that I, that I want to share with you so you'll understand why there's a little bit of urgency is when we wrote our bylaws, the, the legal understanding of trustee was different than that legal understanding of that word is today. When we wrote our bylaws, we wrote them like every other church did. We used the same language. We probably just dragged and dropped from some other church uh, bylaws that describes our trustees. But technically, the way the law reads the words today would say that those three trustees actually own the property and have say over what happens to the physical plant. And that's not what any of us meant. That's not what it meant back then, but that's how it's interpreted today. So we need to, we need to actually just get rid of the word trustee, and we need to redefine those three people who have authority to sign legal documents on our behalf. That's what we're talking about. That's how we meant the word. They can just sign on behalf of the church, so we need to spell that out more clearly. That and how we join the church need to be addressed in our bylaws, and so we need to work on some of those, and that's going to take a bylaw amendment, which takes two or three different business meetings, uh, not to mention all the committee work ahead of time. We also need to find a way to do a better job of introducing new members to the congregation. As, as we're kind of changing the process of how people join our church, it's not always easy for us to get to know one another. And so this is a challenge that we're going to work on. How can we introduce new members to the congregation without embarrassing the new members and making them feel uncomfortable? That's never easy. But we're going to work on some ways that we can accomplish that together. I am completely sold on the idea that um, instead of electing deacons to jump right into the deacon ministry, I'm completely sold on the concept of yoke fellows. That is a one-year program during which a potential deacon can uh, serve alongside the deacons, participate in deacons' meetings, be trained in what it means to be a deacon, begin preparation for serving as a deacon. And I think that's a great program. What did not work well was when we tried to jump into that program we, I did not do a good job of leading us through how do we select the people who are going to be yoke fellows and then say now they're deacons. And so I, we need to work on that process. Um, as it is now, we have a process for electing deacons. Our bylaws don't really provide for yoke fellows. We need to work through that understanding so that I can do a better job of leading us through that process. One of the big challenges that I hope you'll begin praying with me about is reaching and keeping young adults. By young adults, I mean those folks who graduate from high school up through uh, mid to late 20s. That is one demographic that it is hard for us to reach and keep involved. And that's part of, because, part of the size of our town. That's really the main uh, drawback there. But Lane did a good job of holding a Bible study for that age group. He was connecting with those folks. Now Wendy and Lane have moved on to other opportunities. 
So we need, first of all, we need somebody to pick up that gauntlet, pick up that, uh, or take, take that uh, baton would be a better word to say, take that baton and continue that work of Bible study leadership. But more than that, I want us to really pray that God would help us find ways to connect with that demographic of young people so we can continue to minister to them and with them. Electing committees is always difficult for us because the way it's set up is we do that work at the end of the year so they can, resume, they can start their job at the beginning of the year. That obviously becomes difficult because at the end of the year, everybody is busy. We've got all those hectic holiday schedules, and so it's very hard for us to get the committees structured and ready to begin in January. So we're starting January again without everything in place. We're going to fix that. We're going to get it ready for you very soon. But then we need to figure out a, a different process where those committees are selected earlier in the year and we avoid the holiday chaos at, uh, at time to elect them. We need to reconvene our church council. We've not met on a consistent basis, especially uh, during pandemic and post-pandemic era. We need to get our church council back up and functioning well. And we need to make it easier for folks to assimilate into life groups. Life groups are vitally important, going well, but it's not always easy to know how do I get involved in that, where do I go. We're going to take some steps to make that easier. All right? Those are some challenges we're looking into and need to work together on. We also have some building improvement projects that we are beginning and we need, we're going to need to work together uh, in this year, this coming year, uh, hopefully to accomplish a, a good bit of these. Let me show you just a few quick pictures that guide us through some of the projects we need to work on. One is the, the asphalt in the street on West Virginia Street right here that leads up to the door that everybody uses. If you take from the curb out about five or six feet, that is the church's responsibility. The city is not responsible for the maintenance of the asphalt right there where we park. So they are not going to fix that. That's up to us. And we haven't touched that in decades. So we need to we need to redo that asphalt where we park right there along West Virginia Street. And when we do that, if we're going to go to the trouble and the expense of having an asphalt company, is that what you'd call it? I don't know. Have those people come out and fix that part of the street. I'm very hopeful that we can negotiate with the city, that the city will go ahead, while those folks are here anyway, the city will go ahead and pay them to do the street part as well. But I can't speak for the city in that. I don't know where that's going to wind up. But that's, that's the negotiation that I'm hoping we can enter and improve that whole street. But we are responsible for give or take five or six feet off of that curb. In the back where we have our tech booth, we've, the, the booth is full. And one of the reasons for that is when we added live streaming, we had to add a lot of technology so that we could make it all work together well. The tech booth is full. We can't hardly add another thing. And the problem with that is we have another board that really should be back there that controls all the lights. We have the opportunity to turn this section down and this section up and turn these down and that and have a spotlight that is only one spot. But we can't use any of that because we can't use the light board because there's no room in the booth. So we need to figure out a way 
to, to add room back there, and as I look at it, I don't see it, but there, we've got to figure that out. Um, our properties committee is, is guiding us to look at the lights here in the sanctuary. All of these are incandescent, and we're looking at switching to LED. Uh, that benefit us in a number of ways. It's expensive right up front, but it saves money over time. It also makes a brighter light. So folks in these two sections, it's always kind of dim, kind of dark. We could fix that with some LED lights, so we're looking at that. The other thing is kind, really kind of odd, and that is this whole um, southeast part of the building here. Youth room and uh, three adult Sunday school classes all work off of one thermostat. And that thermostat is up that little ramp very close to the outside door. So as people open that door and come in the building, cold air or hot air comes from outside. That thermostat reads that temperature of the outside air that's coming in, and it tries to adjust four different rooms, including that massive youth room. And so the, the thermostat is not even anywhere close to the youth room, and those four folks are either sweating or freezing all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know the answer to that. I'm not an HVAC guy, but there's got to be a better way than to have a thermostat close to a door that controls four Sunday school classes. So we've got to figure some of that out. We have some security cameras but they are not set up adequately. I won't, because we're broadcasting, I'm not going to tell you the weaknesses, but our security cameras are not adequate to provide the security that we think they're providing. And so that's another project that we're going to need to work on together. So those are some building improvement projects we need to work on. We also want to continue to think, to, oh, there is one more. Um, the AED, after this football player uh, experience just this past week, a lot of churches were awakened to the fact that we need AEDs that are functioning and that we have people trained in them. Um, that's one of those things you just don't think about until a tragedy like this week, and then all of a sudden you think about it. I want you to know we do have an AED machine. It is right outside that choir room. It's between the two bathrooms. It is present. This last year, we put in a new battery and bought new pads for it, so it is functioning correctly, and it is easy to get to. However, it is so old that it is no longer under warranty, and it is quite likely that the next time we need to buy parts, they won't be available because they don't make this particular machine anymore. So we've got it. It functions well. It has recently been checked out, everything's good, but we need to think about replacing it before too long just because of its age, all right? Those are some of the improvements that we need to look at. Long-term um, building plans. I want us to continue to think and talk together about a family life center. We've talked about that for years, and I don't want us to give up on that vision. Where we're thinking about that Family Life Center would, is behind the church here on the other side of the alley. We own a great deal of property back there. And I would like for us to consider hiring, um, 
I don't know what the correct term, maybe an architect. This is not an original idea with me, but I think it's a good idea. Instead of us just kind of eyeballing things and saying, well, we think it might be about this big and I'll bet we could fit it here and we might be able to. How about we hire somebody to figure out what is it you're trying to accomplish? What kind of building would that take? And where could we place that building on the property that we have? And then we'll know better what we're actually talking about as we have discussions. So I, I hope that we can hire some, pay somebody out of the building fund to do that work for us, to figure out what a building would look like and where it could sit so that we can move forward in that discussion. So I'm going to be encouraging our committees to move in that direction. Um, we're way out of time, so I'm not going to go through our affiliations, but I want to show you that slide because I worked so hard on those pretty stained glass. See, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> our connection with the SBC Southern Baptist Convention has changed some. However, we still support Lottie Moon Christmas offering and Annie Armstrong Easter offering. So we're still connected, but not quite the way we used to be in Southern Baptist Convention. We're connected to the Baptist General Convention of Texas, the Waco Regional Baptist Association, and our local ministerial alliance. Um, if you want more information about those, I'd be glad to share with you my notes that I'm not going to go into. 2023, we have some important events coming that you want to be aware of. Our marriage retreat, February 10 and 11. D-NOW, February 24 and 20, through 26. We have our outdoor worship service again this year. It's going to be April 23. It's always the Sunday after the 17th of April. This year is a big year because it is the 10th anniversary of that worship service. And so at that time, we're going to invite the executive director of the Baptist General Convention of Texas and the, uh, the director of the uh, long-term recovery uh, department at the BGCT and hopefully the director of the uh, Texas Baptist Men. We're going to hope that, that we can invite some of those special guests to be with us at that uh, 10th anniversary of the outdoor service on the 23rd. Uh, I'm hoping that we can resume our men's conference sometime this spring. We need to have another security training uh, opportunity as well so folks know what to do when things go wrong and we need to get that on the books we'll do that sometime this year and then we'll have our regular traditions that you're familiar with easter meal camps vbs river baptism etc cetera, etc cetera. moving forward I, I want us to continue to have a conversation until we have completely formalized the process of joining the church and what that looks like and how that works in a new time uh, we wanted, in, toward that end, we want to have regular membership classes. Our next one is going to be sometime in February. We have to avoid the uh, marriage retreat and, the, and D now, but sometime mid to late February, we'll have our next membership class. We need to uh, call our children's pastor when we can find the right person. We need to start a conversation about what a full-time associate pastor slash youth pastor would look like and uh, we'll begin that conversation this year I also want to encourage you as we move forward to be to be very sensitive to the possibility that God might call you to lead in worship in some way I would love for us to have soloists and duets I'd love for quartets to work together I'd love for people to play instruments I'd love for people to do drama 
I, I want you to speak up if you feel like God is calling you to sing or do something to lead worship. Don't speak up to me because I'll forget. Speak up to JT and, and he, let him know that you're willing and able to do that so he can plug you in. We want to include newer members on our committees and ministry teams as we move forward. Um, it's easy for us to elect the same people to the same spots every year, and that makes it easy, but it leaves out new people. So we want to, we want to correct that, involve new people in positions of leadership in that way. We, we need to make our way back to Honduras. It's been too long since we were there to see Shannon and the work that he's doing and work alongside him. So we need, to, we need to do that soon. And as we move forward, we want to remember that really all we're about is two things. What is the church about? It's really two things. Love God and love people. They said, Jesus, what's the most important stuff we need to know? He said, the most important command is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And the second one is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we're about. That's how we move forward. And then just as he left his disciples, he said, now here's the job. Your job description, church, go make disciples. How do you do that? You love God, you love people.